to Reviewing Westeros, it is Entertainment Talks Podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Good. Uh, we're back, it's another kind of uh, first type of episode that we've done, because last time it was the series finale, we've not done one of those before. Uh, today we're back to wrap up Game of Thrones and to say goodbye and get uh, the, the thoughts and feelings that we've thought of the things that we've thought of to uh to write down all that kind of stuff there's been bits and pieces of news there's been a hbo documentary um there's been other bits and pieces that have come out um the first thing i always ask you do you have any because sometimes when we record a podcast and like i I don't know if it happens to you and robert but uh like a couple of hours later i'll I'll think like hey I, i should have said this or that so do you have any sort of post uh, series finale thoughts you wanted to kind of quickly bring up or, or, um, or anything like that? No, I think all I would say is that I'm, I'm, I mean, I was always okay with how things ended up in that last episode, but the more I sat and kind of sat with that final season, it sort of settled better with me, I think. Um, and yes, I think it was still very rushed, but I, I don't know. It, it seems to have grown on me in the in the time in between, and I'm not sure whether some of that was watching the documentary and just seeing how ridiculously hard they all worked on it, mm-hmm. um, maybe. But um, yeah, I mean, I generally with with most of it, I I've been sort of um, I've been okay with it. I think, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm pretty much in the same camp as you. Uh, I'm yeah. The, the more I kind of thought about it, and I mean, there's other things that we've podcasted on and other things i've thought about it's not just been game of thrones but um every time i sort of went to think about the show or think about the things that happened like you know um uh the dragon stomping all around uh winterfell and sansa becoming the queen and all these really really um, yeah yeah all these really really cool things that happened in the in the season uh the more i kind of like it and of course yeah there is things that uh, are sort of weird or things that we maybe didn't like as much um, and that sort of thing. Um, the one thing that, you know, in terms of rush and pace and all that sort of stuff, uh, we do have an email about that later. Uh, we have a, obviously a couple of emails for the, uh, for the series finale wrap up podcast. Um, yeah, the more it's kind of like, uh, I, I agree with it felt rushed to a, to a degree, but it still isn't, so, it still isn't something that's like bothering me in, in that kind of way. Um, I, I still don't know if it's the fact of, uh, you know, some of the shows that I've watched recently have had that kind of short and sweet uh, mentality. Yeah. Uh, minus like the DC shows, obviously, that go on for months, but uh, yeah. that, we, that we've just wrapped up. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of like sort of slotting into that sort of space for me where it's, um, you know, I mean, uh, HBO just finished their season of like Barry and stuff, which was like short and sweet. Again, I know these shows are kind of different and that and they have different formats. Uh, I mean, you've got three examples from three different networks. Again, where you've got Barry same network or whatever as HBO uh, as Game of Thrones and then like maybe Fleabag which is again short and sweet BBC and then things like um, you know Dead to Me on Netflix and that um, but I, I do think sometimes like I wouldn't have argued against like oh okay maybe they should have done ep- 10 episodes this season I think that would have worked as well um, but I'm just not in the camp of like oh it felt rushed and it annoyed me so um, yeah I suppose it's a good way to kind of come away from the from the series 
Um, but uh, what, one kind of thing I wanted to bring up, which, uh, again, it was one of the things where I meant to bring up in the series finale, and I didn't, and uh, this, is our, this is our kind of chance now. The thing that uh, you brought up, and I kind of agreed with in the preview, which was the whole... Um, was it the whole thing with Jon Snow and re- removing magic? I remember we, we you, oh yeah, you had you had kind of the prediction, and I I, I won't take credit because I just simply agreed with you. But like once the Night King dies or whatever in whatever way, shape, or form that is, and it was from Arya, that like the magic would go from the world, and that uh, was it. He would die, and that didn't end up happening. I just thought that was like interesting that uh, yeah, they they almost kind of didn't. Um, you know, that, that seemed to have not quite the effect that we, or that you predicted and I had agreed with, so. Yeah, no, I mean, the technically, I mean, the magic is still around in the world, although mm-hmm. the, we've only really had a couple, I'm trying to think, are they any more big magic users? Because, I mean, there was Melisandre and, and Ber- the Night, Night King, oh yeah, uh, yeah, and Beric, and I mean, all the all the major magic users we've seen have ended up dead. So, much, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Although, although magic isn't technically in the world any, uh, you know, or in that that bit of the world as much, it is still around as far as we're aware. We're too. There are other priestesses out there. You know, we are aware of that. There has been other priestesses about, so presumably it is still out there. But yeah, the whole idea that that um, was one of the theories that we saw, which was that. Um, they'd have to sort of somehow remove magic and that would kill the Night King, but it also potentially could have killed Jon Snow and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody else and Beric and stuff. Uh, yeah, that didn't happen. But I, I still quite like that as an idea. I thought that was that was kind of interesting. I mean, that's always the thing with the theories and stuff. And sometimes you do read theories or ideas that are are quite a lot better than maybe something that ends up happening. Mm-hmm. you know because it's already shot yeah. this this was a problem for um the the matrix movies because the first matrix movie great film second matrix movie actually still quite a good film third matrix film utter rubbish and the problem with that was they shot two and three back to back but there was about because of all the effects and stuff there was about a year between the release of the second and third one um, so they'd already shot it all, and that gave a year of you know people very early on on the internet, um, basically bouncing around theories about oh this could happen or that could happen between you know the Neo could do this or that in between the second and third film, and a lot of those ideas were way better than anything they came up with the third movie. So when it got to the third movie, people were going, "What's this rubbish?" <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there is a, there is sometimes a certain amount of that when you start looking around, and we've got kind of more used to it on the internet these days. But uh, that was certainly the yeah. the first time I remember spotting it and going, "Oh yeah, this is interesting." So, I mean, you're, you're certainly right with that. The amount of times because I'm in certain like, Facebook groups, and I mean, you know, Game of Thrones is all over social media when it when it was on. I mean, it still kind of is. People are still talking about it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like yeah, I'd like go on Facebook to to look at like news or whatever, and um, I I just I usually come across every sort of um, two out of three times I I'd uh, visit it, um, I'd see someone come up with just like a weird theory or just like a theory where I'm like, huh, 
what? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And then another, there are some things yeah, like and that. Another yeah. theory where like, huh, that's maybe a bit out of reach, but that could work, kind of thing. So, um, but hey, it's always fun. We're just having fun like, theorizing and stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah. And then other people in the comments that will just like laugh at that particular person. So um, yeah, try not try not fun in, in that, and try not to uh, to argue with each other. Anyway, um, yeah, one kind of note I wanted to bring up, and this might be a little bit strange. I wrote down Game of Thrones apologist. Uh, and this is more specifically aimed at aimed at me, um, <laughs> and that like I just because um, a lot of people say probably would say like I'll try and ignore like the hate online, and I've done that to a degree, but it it it's almost gotten to a different stage where it's more more confusion than like anything else. Where you you look on IMDb and apparently the series finale has got like a four point one out of ten, and and then the series is the the like season overall has got like a seven or something, and all the others like an eight point something or a nine point something. Mm. Um, and not just through IMDb ratings, it would be people saying that like uh, this was the worst um, TV show ending they've seen, and and just, just things like that. And it's, it has actually, it, it did actually get to that kind of point where I'd started to see less people happy with the episode than I expected. I expected it to be mixed, obviously, because... Uh, well, not just for the episode, but for the whole season. Uh, and I, it, I'd expected it to be mixed because it's Game of Thrones and, you know, there's going to be a lots of different uh, opinions and some of the casters even kind of come out and said, like, hey, not everybody was going to be happy. And we, we all knew mm. that. But it, yeah. it, it, it has kind of gotten to a point where I noticed, like... At some points and on some some days, like an overwhelming amount of sort of hate or disappointment, and <laughs> sometimes I've I've looked at the things that I liked in the season, um, and like how they dealt with Danny, and sure they they missed like maybe the point where of turning her into the Mad Queen, but like her death made sense, like John sort of knowing he had to do that, and then he went ahead and did it, and yeah, um, like with the pacing and the, uh, little things like that. And uh, just people like saying, uh, "Yeah, this is the worst ending they've done," and you know, you know, the seventy-three hours we spent on Game of Thrones are waste, and those sorts oh, of things. And I, yeah. I, I sort of looked and thought, like, um, "Okay, am I am I missing something? Like, did I that that, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing?" Um, but not to a point where I've like driven myself crazy or whatever. But um, to a point where I, it, it's the the best way for me to compare it is, you know, when we point out mistakes with The Walking Dead. And then, uh, like, we come on here and, you know, some things are really terrible decisions. And some of them are like, oh, well, they maybe shouldn't have done that, but they could have done this instead. Uh, and then other points where are like, hey, that was actually pretty good. So it's like a mixed bag or whatever. Uh, but, yeah. you know, season one, season nine was slightly better, etc. And yeah. then I'd go online and I'd see people uh, be where I am with Game of Thrones, which is where... Um, they'd say, like, oh, this big thing that happened, it didn't matter at all. And I'd sort of, like, think... Okay, you're kind of just brushing off every mistake. I've sort of felt somewhat like that. Do, do you get where I'm sort of going with this? That I, I've sort of felt yeah. a lot of an, the opposite camp, and it's just been kind of surprising. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know we try to be, you know, fair, but I mean critical yeah. at, at certain points. I mean, it's a show that we both like, and there are certain things, such as the ending itself, as I said before, a lot of people very upset the fact that Bran took the throne, but that actually made perfect sense to me. You know, um, the, the whole, the whole thing with, if you, you know, you put a ruler in charge, the thing that, the, the thing that actually grates me about that actually is the Bran line of, why do you think I'm here? Mm, um, almost as it, he planned it kind of thing. Oh yeah. yeah almost or as like, if he yeah. was, 
planet. I mean, there was there's <laughs> somebody that had posted a meme like a, a sort of good guy Night King meme of, uh, you know, I was only here to stop Bran from taking it or stop the three eyed Raven from taking over the whole of Westeros, change my mind sort of thing. Um, and I, you know, so I, I think that in terms of that one line slightly bothers me, but it does sort of make sense that the person that you put on the throne is the person that has the entire history of Westeros to draw from in terms of not repeating the same mistakes again you know that that sort of makes sense to me and mm. the fact that john got yeah where everybody end up, ended up sort of made sense you know john ends up being able to be free and be nor you know and, and just in the north for the first time he's free of any responsibility you know bran is really the country Tyrion is doing what he does best i I, I don't know. The whole thing, just where everybody actually finally ended up, all seemed to make perfect sense to me. But mm. I know a lot of people had issues with it. Mm. So, but the, the thing is with the whole throne thing specifically is there's so many different characters, um, and like, you know, there wasn't one particular. I mean, Danny was the one that was always going for it, but she's the one that like messed up, became the Mad Queen, and that's the, the mm. whole bit of sweet thing that we talked about. So who's it going to be next? John doesn't want it, and you know, then they have the council meeting or whatever. So uh, that that kind of made sense to me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just to sum up that point, it's sort of like when I see people like not quite clicking with the mistakes of The Walking Dead, and I'd sort of say, well, not sort of say, but I'd sort of think like, okay, you've missed a little point. That's kind of how I felt sometimes with Game of Thrones. That's kind of how I yeah, sort yeah. of sum that up. But uh, yeah, I think we can move on from that point. Um, let's actually take a quick break here and do some housekeeping, let you know what else we've been doing. Uh, this might be a little bit of a longer segment than usual because we've not only got two weeks of stuff, but because uh, this is also our last Game of Thrones podcast, I want to talk about uh, the future stuff that we're going to be doing. Uh, but we'll see you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, or within the last two weeks I suppose, uh, we've had two Gaming Talk podcasts. Uh, one where we talked about Sony and Microsoft teaming up for, for streaming. Uh, George R. R. Martin is apparently working with uh, From Software on something else or on a game so uh we'll see if we'll see what happens with that and uh, we also started talking about e3 at that point uh we did a uh, podcast for cw superheroes we talked about uh, the batwoman trailer and robert pattinson being cast as batman uh the flash season five finale uh then we've got if we go back 
to the next page. We've got uh, the United cast, uh, episode 3, uh, talking about the players that we shouldn't have sold. So I think that kind of sums that up. Uh, I did a fourth episode on that same day talking about the treble reunion, um, which is when uh, the the players came back for a reunion to celebrate uh, the treble and everything. They had the match to do with that. Um, then what I've been doing is breaking out some of the segments um, for our video game podcast. So I took out the George R. R. Martin one, working with From Software, took that out and put that as its own thing. Uh, and my uh, first impressions of Days Gone, which are spoiler free, so you can look at those or listen to those. Uh, David went to MCM Comic Con and uh, you took your the Walking Dead interview thing that you did, the roundtable. Yes. And uh, yeah, took that and put it on the, the Walking Dead feed. And that was where you did a roundtable with the, the Lintz kids that have played yes. uh, Sophia, the young and the older version of Matt as well. Yes. Um, so you can check that out. Uh, thank you for putting that podcast out there and everything. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Mad- Madison, Matt, and Maxon, and the mildly psychotic young Max. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cool. So you can go and listen to that as well. Uh, I did a podcast talking about our summer plans. Um, so I won't tell you about them here. You can go listen to the podcast and see see what else we we'll be doing uh, post Game of Thrones. But I'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Uh, I came back for Supergirl, not to resurrect the podcast or anything, because we concluded the podcast last year, but just to talk about Season 4 and do a review for that, because uh, I thought it was a big improvement over Season 3, um, which is one of the reasons that we dropped the show, because we didn't think it was good. Um, so I came back and did a Supergirl Season 4 review, then we came back and finished off Arrow for Season 7 with the episode uh, 22. Uh, Blood and Truth has come out for PlayStation VR, it's the extended, or the next game uh, from the, the London Heist thing, which is on the PSVR uh, Worlds disc, I think it was called. Um, so yeah, if you got that, you can you can go and check that out as well. Uh, check out the London Heist thing first, and then go and check out uh, Blood and Truth. Uh, then Classic Reviews is back for Season 2. Uh, there will be another episode out today as well, but the first episode of Season 2 was for Back to the Future 2. And today's episode will be for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which will be for the first two episodes of the first season. Because it's TV and there's more episodes and that kind of stuff, uh, it's not as easy to review. But um, yeah, I watched the first two episodes and uh, talked about Buffy for the, the first two episodes of season one. Um, yeah, so that was that podcast. Uh, then we've got wrap up for Legends of Tomorrow. So continuing with the DC stuff. Uh, so we concluded uh, Legends of Tomorrow for season four. Uh, then we did uh, last week's gaming talk, which was talking about Death Stranding E3 predictions. So we did our first of those. Uh, E3 starts this weekend from the 8th. I think EA's doing an EA play thing where they're showing off Star Wars. It's the only game that anyone cares about from them, basically. <laughs> uh, we'll see if they announce other stuff, but it sort of seems like it's a set schedule. I, I don't know. I, I don't work there. so. Um, but yes, mm. check out EA Play at some point during Saturday. Their streams are all split up into half an hour segments or something. Uh, and then Microsoft is on Sunday and then the rest are on uh, different days as well. Uh, so we did that. Uh, then I cut out the Death Stranding trailer as a as a segment. Um, I also cut out our E3 predictions as a segment. Uh, and then Square Enix came back and said, "Hey, we are still making that Avengers game. We'll see you at E3." So we discussed the Avengers game in a in a segment as well. Um, somehow during that podcast as well, we started talking about the DCEU just for like five minutes, and we talked about the state of it. Uh, not in a necessarily bad way, just the current state of the DCEU. Uh, and I cut that out as a segment. Um, then we had all the uh, the rest of the cup finals, which is the Champions League final, the FA Cup final, and the Europa League final. So I talked about those games as the football uh, segment or football podcast, the United cast. Uh, then I did um, 
the chat podcast for May. We're now into June, of course, uh, and we talked about, or I talked about, another record-breaking month. So thank you, everybody, who's checked out the website over the last two months, because uh, we've done that twice now over the last two months. Then, yesterday, uh, I did uh, Actor and Actress Spotlight Episode 4, which was talking about Carl Pilkington, kind of following on from Ricky Gervais, who is Episode 3. Uh, there's four episodes for you guys to check out, uh, so that's that as well. Uh, then I kind of did something slightly different. I did a, a Good Talk podcast, not for the episodes, it's not back yet, unfortunately. Uh, but I talked about how The Good Place in Season 1 and 2, when I was catching up, uh, helped with my mental health. So uh, that was kind of fun to do as well. And that is what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, before we move on, um, you can either check out the Summer um, Plans podcast, but we've got lots of film reviews we're planning on doing. Uh, I'm not sure what me and you are doing next, David, because the next show is The Walking Dead, because we haven't got uh, Better Call Saul this year. So we'll see what comes up between between now and October. Um, yeah, so there's going to be other TV season reviews, those sorts of things. Classic reviews are still going to be on for the next four weeks. It'll take a break and come back on the 31st for the second half, I guess, of season two. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned to entertainmenttalk.org. We still have lots of content coming out as well. Alright, let's go back to uh, Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, I wrote down the apologist thing and then the, um, you know, what's next for me and David. What do you think we'll do next, uh, podcast-wise? <coughs> trying to think what there, what there is coming up that might be worth doing. Okay. Um, I, know I don't I'm, know. I know I'm watching Big Little Lies, but I don't know if you are. Yeah, no, I'm. I've not even started the first season of that yet. Okay. Uh, we do some, like some film reviews in between now and when walking dead comes back like maybe spider-man or something so yeah yeah maybe um yep i mean there's there's stranger things i guess but that's that's always slightly difficult because it's not a weekly thing yeah yeah uh, we'll see what we can do for uh some of the stuff coming up is the boys on amazon prime that might be worth doing something oh, yeah. for when does that come out uh that is out on the 29th of july okay Alright, uh, so, so around July maybe we'll we'll try and do something again. Yeah. Um. Cool. So I've wrote down additional thoughts, which I kind of asked you for in the in the in the start, and I had the whole Jon Snow thing. Um. Got kind of a big question about Breaking Bad. I'll leave that till a little bit later. Uh, let's move on to a couple of bits of news uh, that we have. HBO says there's no plans for any Game of Thrones sequels, so that knocks out the idea of um the Arya spin-off that people were talking about. Where yeah, it's, where it's the west of Westeros and she's exploring and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that was that was a, an interesting idea, but I, and a lot of people grabbed onto it because thought, well, that's a show in itself, and I think it potentially is at some point. The problem is, it was never going to happen, certainly immediately, because uh, Macy, I'm sure, wants to go off and do some other things and not be Arya the entire her entire career. So, you know. Um, I I think it was unlikely that was ever going to happen, but um, certainly an interesting idea. You know, maybe they'll come to it at some point. You know, maybe give it five years or something, and they'll come back to it. But um, the, the at the moment, all the spin-offs they're talking about appear to be prequel things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, we know there's the the one which is not the long night. Uh, <laughs> whatever they're referring to it now are they Uh, they definitely not calling it that um i don't know i think that title may be the title that ends up being used but that george rr martin got told off for for calling it that um any reason 
I suspect maybe they were trying to obfuscate exactly what it was in some way, but I mean, clearly that's what it is that, you know, and, and the description sort of, I don't know. It, it's one of those weird things where somebody has obviously said, Oh no, you can't call it that. And he's gone right fine. But I mean, he's still referring to it as not the long time, the long night. So, you know, <clears throat> I, I think in that particular case, um, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure it may still end up being that. Yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of makes sense to a degree that you wouldn't do sequels because uh, you, you kind of do step into the territory that I talked about before, which is, hey, if you do an Aria spinoff, what about you know seeing Bran as the king and Sansa as the queen, and then I don't know, you, you you'd get yeah yeah because then people start asking HBO like, oh, why don't you do these other series as well, uh, and then it kind of knocks on the idea of like, um, you know, Game of Thrones is finished, so. Because, uh, like I said, they did put these characters in positions where it's like, okay, here's, you know, you can't kind of end these people's lives because they will still be doing things after the show's finished. But, like, what are they doing next is how you have to sort of set things up. So, uh, other than character yeah. deaths, of course. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of made sense. It didn't surprise me that much. Some people were a bit disappointed. Um, I mean, I like Arya. It would have been cool to see an Arya series, but it does it does make sense that they're not doing it. Uh, let's talk about the HBO documentary. It was like an hour and fifty minutes. Uh, so let's let's yeah. get into that a bit. Um, I've written down a couple of notes from it. Obviously, I didn't recap the whole thing because we'd we'd be here for another five podcasts. Yes. Um, HBO documentary. Uh, Kit's goodbye. Um, his. I, I'm kind of surprised that they had the whole. Unless this is how it's normally done. Uh, although sometimes I hear like cast members get called up and they get told like, "Hey, uh, this is going to happen or that's going to happen." Um, but they seem to all have reactions at the table reading, like uh, Con- Con- well, Conliff Hill getting coming yeah. across the whole Varys death and Kit reading uh, about him killing Danny and him having a short reaction. Um, mm. it, it just surprises me that that kind of thing does kind of happen I, that way. I think it's one of those things that there are, are certain actors i mean she was saying when she was kind of going through the scripts that you know some of them some people will immediately kind of read through the script when they get it some people will uh just you know come to it straight at the table read and that will be the first time that they they see it because they want that reaction to be with everybody else and you know that be the first time they read through it i thought kit's reaction was lovely mm. to where uh, him finding out he's the person that kills daddy and he's sort of there with his hand on his face he looked visibly really upset about it so um i i thought that was that was kind of interesting um yeah it was it was interesting that whole documentary just just seeing how much work had gone into it yeah we've we've talked about the fact that oh it would be, you know they should have done more episodes than that but i mean the it's it's the longest knife shooting television history mm. in that and you kind of think adding more night shoots on top of that would have been absolute murder for them so it may have been that the reason that that season was Part of the reason that season was the length it was was due to the pure logistics of of shooting it. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't believe the effort I saw these these sort of people putting in and what they were going through. And uh, I mean, we'll get onto yeah. some of the other bits and pieces for it in a minute. But this, uh, I I can't remember the two people's names, but the the uh, knight person or the soldier. 
um the the extra him talking about yeah. stuff and the the prop lady as well her like missing her kids um yeah, dance yeah. stuff and whatever and just just kind of seeing the emotion it, it does go to show, it does go to kind of remind uh, us as well as people that didn't like the season of like okay sure these are like prop people and all that but they still have families they still have people that are like going through events in their lives like their daughters and stuff and um it was yeah c- kind of touching to see uh what what these people went through for for the season and it did kind of feel even though i didn't feel like the episodes were rushed necessarily i mean that's something we've already talked about it did feel like okay quick we've got to get this done and um like there seemed to you know always be a constant kind of deadline and just the amount of you know seeing all those that the practical sets and stuff because obviously they, they had a lot of green screen as well mm. which probably helped them out a bit uh, but seeing like okay, the amount of snow we've got to put down, and like, is it too much snow? And like, uh, I love, I loved the snow guy. Yeah, the snow guy was yeah. right. when he went Spabulous. to Spain and stuff later as well. That was yeah. It's like I'm not sure what I'm doing it. Mm. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. I've never been to Spain before. We don't have snow in Spain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, seeing seeing them all kind of do stuff and like. Uh, even small bits and pieces to where like you know things you got to do to the the soldiers' suits and like uh, has every uh, Dothraki remembered their swords? Because like, what about if you get fifty Dothraki extras or whatever out and like one of them forgot their sword or something and you've yeah, yeah. shot a scene, um, or like one of them I don't know that doesn't have the right jacket on or or something like that. Yeah, um, I mean the the extras department is is insane. It's yeah, this like yeah. huge warehouse of like thousands of outfits, and I mean it, it's crazy. I, I think the um, the fact that they built the King's Landing set for the first time for this season purely so they could blow it up. They they built that King's Landing street on a backlot in Ireland um i i was really impressed by that i mean it was like nine months for them to build that that whole thing pretty much so they could kind of blow it up and and destroy it afterwards and you kind of look at i mean that must be as as good a job as you know i mean they did an incredible job with it and but if i was the person that built that that set I'd really struggle with watching them then blow the whole thing up and mm. blowing chunks out of it. And you're like, I know it's designed to do that, but it must be a little heartbreaking when you've put so much work into it to see them kind of tear it apart, <laughs> you know, with explosions and things. So, um, I, but it, I mean, incredibly impressive set that was. Mm. But yeah, just seeing the amount of work these people put in and everything and, um, I mean, it, it was interesting to see, like, again, like, Kit's good, goodbye and everything, and, um, Amelia, Amelia was in the, the makeup chair a lot more than I, I thought she'd, she'd kind of be, um, and, you know, like, when she put on the, um, the hair yeah. prop for, like, last time, and they did the, the, her final scene was kind of, yeah. kind of cool to see, um, because you saw those two say goodbye, like, Kit and, and Amelia, and they seemed like, on the okay level did con con left who plays very did he seem almost like pissed off to you it's like oh crap this is how my my character kind of goes out i'm i i, I a little i'm bit not sure yeah maybe maybe it's difficult to tell really he'll be an interesting one if he pops up somewhere as as sort of an interview maybe later on it that would be an interesting kind of question to pose to him of of how he actually felt about the death did he feel like it was appropriate or not i'm not i'm not sure mm. what the reaction would be um yeah so he sort of slouched back in his chair and he was all uh, like 
kind of annoyed. Um, I, yeah, I, I think I he was hoping that he'd make it to the end. I suspect, like they all were. But... Yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, him getting emotional at the table. Um, Kick being shocked about uh, Danny's death. Uh, Ian Glenn wrapping up was interesting. The way that it almost like slowly happened. Like he's going over to the um, you know, bit where he has to lay down and that. And the the I think like either the director or one of the people behind the scenes. He's like, oh, this so this is where you die. And he's like, yeah. And then um, yeah, he just kind of lays there and and does the last scene. But he did. Kinda, yeah, I can't remember who it was he spoke to. He kind of spoke to somebody and was like, yeah, this makes sense for. How he yeah, would go yeah. out, and we we kind of agreed with that at the time when we when we saw the third episode. Yeah, uh, and then Danny having to to shoot that sort of scene. It's interesting, like uh, to point out Danny's scene with him, like the last scene with them two specifically. Um, like when you're watching the episode, you don't always think like how many people there are behind the camera, but there's a lot of people behind that camera when they're uh, they're yeah. shooting stuff. And for for just for the point of the actors when they're sort of you know doing these scenes in front of like. 10 15 people however many there is um yeah i wonder i wonder kind of what that what that's like and uh and, and stuff like that it, it, it's just kind of interesting to see because when when you watch the show it's as if like nobody else is there at all apart from those characters and yeah uh yeah you kind of remind us like look how many people there are behind the camera and, and that sort of thing I, I just think that was kind of a a cool little reminder yeah um, yeah no totally yeah anything else about this this documentary you want to sort of mention um, I'm trying to think of the other bits. No, I mean, I, I, I think the set dressing stuff, like as we mentioned, the snow guy, uh, I who was fabulous, and just the amount of of snow they were having to kind of put around, and then it actually snowing and that causing them problems, and you know, it, I, I found all that sort of stuff fascinating, and I, I love watching those kind of set builds and uh, and all that sort of thing, and you know, just. just the sort of movie magic stuff i it's a fascinating fascinating documentary regardless of of what you thought of that final season mm-hmm. i i think it's worth watching just to give you an appreciation of quite oh, how yeah. much work goes into yeah. it uh i mean it, it really was quite phenomenal so um yeah i i would definitely worth going watch yeah worth watching um mm-hmm. suggest people go and watch it it, it's interesting just the amount of green screen that's that's used as well and like th- there was a particular bit where there was that whole entire wall wall thing um and it, yeah. it, it, it even gone around like a corner or something and they're using that for some of the death rocky stuff like just how much stuff they use is well yeah and quite so. quite a lot of the stuff with the uh, the horses charging and that sort of stuff mm. all that is is shot on green screen so they can properly control it and then composite it into you know other things so you know um it sort of makes sense that that's going to be on green screen because you don't want to have to do that in the middle of a field and you know then figure out you know and then you've got to deal with like horses falling over and people running around and so yeah i mean that there was a lot of that sort of stuff with this giant green screen and i i find it kind of interesting that there is a lot more green screen than you think there would be you know i i always find the the um cgi you can't see quite interesting on this sort of stuff it's uh and i mean obviously with you know, the dragons obviously cgi but it's things like the set extensions where they're out shooting in the middle of you know the north or something and 
obviously you'd think well okay they shot that in iceland but a lot of the background stuff will be shot on a you know it might be kind of the foreground might be real but they've all the background stuff is all entirely cgi and it's it's done so well at this point that you don't necessarily think of that because what you're seeing is essentially real life stuff you know it's 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 hills and mountains and you know trees and frozen wasteland and you know forests and you know maybe that the the it's a slightly bigger extension of a castle that they're actually in you know like winterfell you know so yeah it's that sort of stuff i find quite interesting the other thing i was interested in was like uh dan and david the uh was it the creators of the of the show uh the people the people that made it for television obviously george is the creator of the of the franchise yeah. Um, they weren't in it as much as I thought they were going to be. No, they were. They were almost treated like Dad and David are here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like I mean, they're the two they're, that they're you don't all... want to mess up in front of. I get. Well, I get that, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They are the big bosses that you <laughs> don't want to screw things up in front of them. But it, it, that was kind of interesting because I mean, they only made two or three appearances in the entire thing. Probably, I mean, I imagine they were around a lot more than that. But they, I mean in terms of them actually being on set when the cameras were rolling for the documentary, there was only two or three times when you actually saw them, which was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was interesting. Um, so yeah, that's everything from the, the, from the documentary. I mean, obviously it was cool to see how it was made and everything. Um, and to be reminded of, of the work that gets put in. I mean, we didn't forget, but it's nice to see like, look at what these kind of people go through. So, uh, yeah. I did write down the the grueling eighteen hour days and night shoots, um, but we we sort of talked about that kind of stuff. But it was this incredible them being like, how many we've got like uh, you know a couple of weeks left of night shoots, and then like th- them having this idea of, yes, this is very fun to work on, like this is Game of Thrones, but it's also quite grueling. Just just the on the hours side of things. Um, yeah, which you know if you even <clears throat> the amount that, that you like anything, if you do it. I guess too much to that degree where it starts to weigh on you. Um, it's not going to be as fun, but I still imagine it was fun, fun on some days to work on. But you know, they obviously got tired and and everything like that. So yeah, uh, yeah. Plus, like I said, they were missing some family members and missing stuff. So, um, but like I was kind of saying to some some other people, um, like even with how grueling of work this is, once this is finished, obviously everything's finished now. To have Game of Thrones on your CV going forward, whether you're a prop department yeah. person, an extra, or like Kit Harrington or whatever, or any of the other people working on this, to have like, you know, oh, what did you work on Game of Thrones? That's that's got to be pretty good going forward. So certainly, certainly behind the scenes, it probably helps. Yeah. Although, I mean, I, we we are aware that there are some certain actors uh, that have they because of they've worked on Game of Thrones, it stopped them applying for other jobs because we well. Reading between the lines, they didn't actually say which show it was, but I rather suspect it was The Witcher on Netflix. There are certain casting announcements. It might have been Lord of the Rings on Amazon as, as well, but there are certain casting notices that went out that specifically put a line in that says no Game of Thrones actors in it. Oh, okay. Because if you're something like The Witcher or, or Lord of the Rings, you're in a very similar area to Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. they were there was a couple of I can't remember who it was that but it it was somebody oh it was um guy that played Meryl Trent I think it was but um 
it was one of the interviews that we did on the YouTube channel with a couple of the Game of Thrones guys where he actually said, yeah, there were casting notices that come through and it specifically says on it, no Game of Thrones actors. And uh, he wouldn't say which show it was, but I, I suspect it was either the Lord of the Rings show on Amazon or it was The Witcher on Netflix because they, they're in a similar area and they don't want that connection. So I imagine behind the scenes, it probably helps. In front of the camera it probably helps as long as you're not going for another fantasy show, mm. in which case it's probably a hindrance. But either way, I mean, it's it's got to have kind of bumped you up the noticeability factor on the uh, on sure. the CV yeah. <laughs> for, for a lot of jobs. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, obviously they'll probably take a big break and everything, so, um, I mean, uh, what's it, Sophie Turner's got uh, X-Men out this week, so... Mm. Uh, she's been working on that as well, and she's like you know, well, she is the Dark Phoenix, so she's one of yes. the, one of the main ones, or the, probably the main one if you if you think about it. Yeah. So, and, and that is like, but that, then that is likely to be the last movie that they do with that cast. So yeah, you know, yeah, um, and it's obviously all shot and everything, so they'll probably all take a break, a well deserved break. So yes, uh, we've got a couple of sadder bits of bits of news, but things I think we should still kind of talk about. Uh, Kit Harrington has checked into rehab after alcohol and stress issues. Um, the first, like, usually when I see, okay, so-and-so celebrity, whether it's, I mean, I don't have any particular, particular examples, but when somebody, like, checks into rehab or checks into whatever, like a mental health place or anything like that, and it gets, you know, publicized, like TV Line or Entertainment Weekly or any, I'm not particularly pointing those out for making that mistake, I'm just mentioning those as, as things that I see posting stuff. Yeah. Um, Whenever that kind of gets posted and then you see... I mean, when someone goes through something like that and they do have to go to like a mental health centre or rehab or anything, they should just be left alone. I mean, the reality is they're not going to be left alone because it's like, hey, big celebrities going to so-and-so place and we should talk about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only reason I even know when it's written down is because it was it was publicised and stuff. Um but uh, it it kind of makes sense to uh, to a degree with with Kit as well. Uh, I mean, some of the others probably had like stress issues. I mean, everybody probably had stress issues working on this thing. Yeah. Um. But like him being kind of a main star and everything, and um, yeah, it's it's just a bit of a shame to see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just kind of leave him alone. Let him let him rest. Let him get better. I'm sure he'll return to things soon. And uh, we we wish him all the best. So. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, it's yes, it, it is. It is sad when you know, but it it's fairly common, and you know, you've you've had various people that either go through alcohol issues or drug issues or, or just straight up mental health issues, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, and and it happens to everybody. So, you know, hopefully he'll sort himself out and managing to and will to return back stronger. So you know, yep. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, best of luck, Kit. Um, another thing I also saw was like Maisie Williams is also engaging in like some sort, some uh, type of self hate. I, d- I it wasn't publicised what exactly that means, but yeah, I, I do imagine that again. As I said, as fun as it is to work on something like this, when you've got I don't know how many people watch this season. I heard numbers of like twenty, thirty, something million uh, or thereabouts because you've got the cable numbers and then the HBO going now. Uh, so that kind of mixes mixes things, um, but yeah, I imagine yeah, that many people seeing you and you're doing this role and like, what if you mess up and there's probably stress involved and um, especially like with a show like this when you do have 
the online hate and stuff that it gets is probably not very easy to to cope with that sort of thing which is again why we also say you like if you recognize the work that goes in but you like okay let's say you would have preferred Sansa as the brand on the throne fair enough that's a character choice that you would want it to be different but if you do like hate on a show particularly it will, it will weigh on these actors and they will notice because they do probably look online and, and all that sort of yeah. stuff but um yeah just just try and be be nicer to people so um yeah let's hope both of them get better and everybody is is okay now not just those two but Everybody working on the show. Uh, hopefully, we see them on more stuff. Haven't we got? Isn't Maisie supposed to be in that um, that delayed X Men film? I can't remember what it's even called. That sort of oh, horror thing. Uh, yeah, that new, was new, shot about not New Mutants. Um, yes, you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? I think it might be New Mutants. It's some sort of like teen X Men horror thing that has been constantly delayed. Yeah, it's supposed to be in that. So, because uh, yeah. I, I don't know what Kit's supposed to be in next. Um, but uh, she's supposed to be in that. Whenever that, it probably won't be out this year. I heard that it got pushed to twenty twenty. Yeah, they they bumped it back again and again and again. It's it was like shot in um, a long time ago. Yeah, two years ago or something. It's it's been bounced around all over the place. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, we wish them both the best, and we uh, look forward to seeing what she's done. I can't remember yeah. anybody else that's in that, but it's been a while since they've had a trailer or anything. So, uh, yeah, I just remember she was kind of like the main star. Which is interesting. Interesting to have both of the um, Stark sisters in two sort of X-Men things. Yeah, which, well... Which, I... which will probably be the last iterations of those things. Yeah. Because well, so. I don't imagine yeah. you'll have a New Mutants too. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, yeah. so let's move on from some sadder news. Obviously, we wish everyone well. Uh, favourite season. Um, do you have off the top of your head uh, what your favourite season is? We know what the worst... I've, written, I've simply written down worst season was season five. I don't think that that's... As much of a debate, um, and 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 even like you said, I remember when you was catching up and stuff, and you were mentioning the the uh, Game of Thrones on Geek Town, and you said you'd got to season five, and you said like, sure, it's still like a great Game of Thrones season, like uh, or great season of TV, but it's just um, like the slowest and the weakest kind of season. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah. we both agree that five is the worst. Uh, again, it's not necessarily bad television; it's just slow. So yeah, um, yeah. or slower than the rest of the seasons. Um, but yes, what do you think your uh, favourite season is? I quite like season six. Okay. I think I think season six is um, is probably the strongest. I mean, I, I the 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 early seasons. I mean, my gut sort of says also says season one because it's the thing that kit, that started it all off. But overall, mm-hmm. yeah, season, season six had some great moments in it because. Uh, yeah, you you got things like the the hold the door. I think he's in that one, and um, Battle of the Bastards is in that. Uh, Arya escaping from whatever his name was. Uh, yeah, uh, you've got um, Cersei destroying the Scepter oh, yeah. Baylor. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got it's got a whole bunch of really strong stuff in it. So mm-hmm. you know, I I like that season a lot. Yeah, I uh, I really like season seven. I do like I like the whole. Um, it, even though the mission was stupid, them going to search for a White Walker, I do like the kind of sort of battle sequence that we got. Like when they're all surrounded, what they're gonna do, and it's ice, and then you have got the Night King on the side, and he took out one of the dragons, and then the, 
specific specific highlight is like the dragon taking down the part of the wall. I mm. thought it was pretty incredible to see. Just seeing that dragon just do that and then just the Night King fly off like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, the rest yeah. of the army just continued because they all kind of stopped, didn't they? Like yeah. stopped marching and then he just takes it down and then keeps going forward. Uh, I also thought the the acting in the finale was a lot better for season seven. Um, I do really like season eight. Again, that, that dragon just stomping around Winterfell was absolutely incredible as yeah. was the whole episode, um, as was the whole season. Um if you think about season A a little bit like that was almost like a set piece episode like each episode had its own set piece that led into the next thing um yeah. like the build up to the battle and then the battle itself and then the build up to um the uh, king's landing fight and then that and then the whole um mad queen stuff and then that building into basically the finale it all kind of just led uh, nicely into each other um See, for me, I'm going to quickly run through, like, my thoughts on the seasons. Obviously, like, season one was, you know, our, our intro season, getting used to the characters and all that. And then it, it kind of all leading up to the shock and the betrayal uh, of, like, Ned's death and everything. And the beheading and then the Lannisters taking their first bit of power. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the rise of uh, Joffrey, I suppose, and all that. Season two is actually the one that I remember the least of. Because uh, I remember season three for obviously like the Red Wedding and other stuff like that. Season four was, I remember like Tyrion escaping. Season five was people trying to get from point A to point B with sand snakes and all that sort of stuff. Season six was like Return to Form with Arya and stuff and with the uh, with Hodor. Season seven was, uh, you know, more of the Night King coming back. And then season eight was obviously just the last one. But season, t- I actually don't quite remember a lot of what happened in, in season two. For some reason, that's just the one that is a bit more blank in my mind. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was more like Joffrey stuff and all that. What season was um, Ramsey? Was that five or six or something? Uh, he was still around in six. It was probably five and six. Okay, so that think. probably would have been his uh, season. Because, yeah, you said Battle of the Bastards was in, was in season yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, so, so. so, yeah, Battle of the Bastards was the end of season six. So, that's obviously the, the you know, the end of, of him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um... And I mean, yeah. So I don't know when he came in. We, we, I, I'm not sure whether he came in in four or five, but yeah. I think it was five. I think he was in the show for about two seasons. Yeah, it, it, it sort of feels like that anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Joffrey, you had one of the not worst characters, but one of the most evil. Yeah, yeah, like, one, like, one, of the, one of the most hated characters of all time. Uh, arguably one of the best characters, but the most evil characters yeah, that yeah. we've had on the show. Yeah. yeah, so not worst character. Like he was excellent. But yeah, very much hated because uh, that's often a bit a debate I see is like who was who was worse like uh, Joffrey or Ramsay and Ramsay was pretty terrible, um, but I do think that I mean it was it was kind of the I don't care attitude of Joffrey the whole like I've got the power I'm the king and I can do what I, see, I want that was, I that think... was kind of cool about him. I would yeah I mean I I actually think Ramsay was probably worse out of the two of them personally but um because joffrey was joffrey was younger and you know that he'd been brought up in in a particular way uh you know and it was like brought up and like i am the king and therefore you know I, I can pretty much do what i want and he's always been this kind of spoiled brat whereas ramsey kind of made a decision to be the way that he was you know more so i think than joffrey 
And whilst mm. they were both awful, awful people, oh yeah, and both very, very unhinged. I, I sort of think Ramsey was Ramsey was more calculating with it. Yeah, you know, Joffrey was just kind of evil, you know, and just had this evil streak. But I think Ramsey was Ramsey was far more calculating with it. Um, I yeah. mean, look at the whole thing with Theon. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't think Joffrey and everything. Yeah, so. leaving it to Sansa and all that, that sort of stuff. Joffrey wouldn't have had the intelligence to come up with tricking Theon in that way. I don't no. think. No. So plus, plus, he wouldn't have been able to fight Jon Snow at all. So no, no, yeah. exactly. I mean, they both had their, their like different things that they did, but uh, yeah. I mean, both completely irredeemable, irredeemable, and both evil. So mm. I don't think that part is up for debate. Uh, but I, I, I think I'd go with. Um, like you could you could say maybe Ramsey was more evil just because of the Theon stuff, but um, I mean they're both pretty terrible. So yes, uh, yeah. Um, let's move on to um, yeah, my my favorite my favorite season. I'd probably go if I had to pick one. I would maybe say season seven. Although a lot of the seasons are so good that it's you know I could just jump between six, seven, eight, and maybe one or whatever. Like you said with, with the with the start of the series and. Yeah. I mean, like, from the opening bit when we see the first tease of the White Walkers, that stuff's pretty cool. Um, and even though, because I can't remember if I said this on, like, our first preview for season uh, seven, but I had had, because the first season I watched weekly was season five, and I'd had I'd had every major death sport uh, from season one through four, uh, just because of how big the show is and just because, like, right, I, yeah, yeah. it was just out there all the time. Um, and I'd often see people talking about the show and stuff. Um, but I, I knew about the White Walkers and stuff, but didn't really know, like, okay, what they kind of were. So to see, even to see, even though I knew, like, okay, Ned Stark's gonna die, Rob's gonna die, all these characters, and, like, the Red Wedding and that, um, I didn't know that much about the White Walkers, and it was cool to see, like, okay, what are these weird, interesting creatures, and then, like, oh, they've killed this guy, and what is, what is this thing? Um, plus the, the, just the thing at the start of, like, nobody, nobody believed that dragons and white walkers were a thing. Every time someone would bring them up, they'd be like, oh, you know, you're, you're talking Yeah, it was, oh, it's rubbish. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they both ended up in the series, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, whichever the first season was of seeing Danny's dragons fully, fully grown. So as cool as it was to see them for the first time, they were very small and they were, I mean, still burning people alive because she burned that guy alive. Um... But uh, yeah, to see, I remember the f- one of the first bits where we had like Danny on a boat and the dragons were circling around the boat, and they weren't as big as like, what they were in the final season, but they were fully grown enough to where they were like flying around on their own. So that stuff was really cool to see. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of some some highlights from me. Um, what about you? Any other highlights? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I from the whole season, uh, or from the whole whole show, mm. I I think the the shock at still one of the biggest shocks at the end is 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 the end of season one for me you know because i watched it live right from the beginning uh end of season mm-hmm. one where you sort of think yeah even right up to the point because i hadn't read any of the books right up to the point where they're kind of you yeah, where they've got ned up and they're about to chop off his head and you think oh my god how's he gonna get out of this and then they chop off his head, and you're like, "Oh, He's oh, he isn't." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was quite a shock, and and the red wedding because I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, th- I still love that episode. Um, it is he's just crazy because you, 
uh, if you don't read the books, you don't know what's coming. And uh, I think the Red Wedding is still one of my favourite episodes. Uh, and Battle of the Bastards is is still a phenomenal bit of work in terms of fight, you know, battle sequences. I mean, you know, they they it was always going to be a problem to try and top that, and I don't think they ever really managed it. I mean, the the later battle sequences were impressive, but I don't think anything's quite as close to that that whole sequence is just phenomenal mm-hmm. so i mean i i think yeah that those things and uh and them killing joffrey <laughs> killing joffrey was was yeah i remember kind of being just jumping up and down with glee when like is his face turned blue which i know sounds horrible but i thought i i thought that was that was just brilliant because i hated that character i i loved i loved the portrayal of it but I hated that character so much. Mm-hmm. So uh... for, for me, that was I'd, I'd seen like a video on YouTube or something. Not not watched the video, but it was like who poison, and I still wasn't watching at that point because it was that was what season uh, four. When was the purple wedding? Season two, season four. It wasn't season three because that was a red wedding. Um, but anyway, wow. yeah, I remember. I remember because I hadn't caught up at that point, and it was like who poisoned Joffrey. And I'm just like, who the hell's Joffrey? <laughs> and I, well, I didn't know any of the characters because I wasn't watching this show. Uh, and I was like, oh, I have no idea who this character is. And then once I got to that scene, I was like, oh, okay, this is where that happens. But the interesting thing from my personal experience, you know, I did know roughly what was going to happen from season one to four. Uh, it was still a great show to see and it's still like, yeah. okay, I know roughly what's going to happen to this character. Like, I know there's this red wedding thing and these characters die, but how exactly and then i knew like okay um you know as i started watching like, oh i know this ned stark guy is gonna die but like how do we get there exactly like i know his head's gonna be chopped off or whatever and and that sort of thing but like how do you get to that point given like where it starts and where the characters are and that uh i remember at the at the at that time i was still in kind of the like as that scene was happening i was like oh Arya's gonna like run up there and and do something and it was i think it was the hound that stopped her at the time she's like no you stay here or something I was like, oh, is this really where he dies, or is like something else going to happen? And I was like, oh no, this is where he dies. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think Game of Thrones did set an early like um, bar for itself of like, no, the he's not going to just like get out of this and survive. Uh, and that early sort of like, okay, Ned Stark's dead. Like anyone else can pretty much die. Um, and I think they they did a good job of kind of kind of sticking to that as well. There were certain characters like had to survive. Obviously, you couldn't just go on killing like any old person i mean in the end danny died so uh, yeah was that as well but um yeah uh so that's kind of um so yeah my favorite I, if i'm like under my head i'd go with season seven for my favorite but again most of the seasons are pretty good um i don't think we need to debate the worst season like i said i've just written that down as season five uh favorite character who is your favorite character in game of thrones oh that that's easy uh my favorite character of the entire show Elena Tyrell. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, just the amazing Diana Rigg. Um, the, Elena Tyrell was the grandmother of uh, Heist House Tyrell. I, I just adore that character. I mean, if you're talking about main cast, it's Tyrion. But okay. um, overall, over the entire, entire show, Elena, I, I just love the fact that she had these amazing put downs and, you know, cutting remarks um she you know known as the queen of thorns um i did just some of the some of the comments and the way she spoke to people i i 
really, really adored that character, and uh, and she was the one that killed Joffrey. So you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, for me, it's it's actually equal. Um, I'd go with John and Arya. Uh, I I still really really like Tyrion a lot. Um, and he's probably if I was to like be well or cheat or whatever, I'd, I'd probably say he's my uh like joint third or whatever. Um, but yeah, just like how yeah, I just really really like John the the things that he did and everything. Um, if I was gonna pick one specific favorite character, I probably would go with Arya. So probably probably top three then if I'm really cheating it would be Arya, John, and then maybe Tyrion or maybe I don't know because Tyrion was like kind of the comic relief and then even after Varys died and stuff he still kind of was that to a degree um, and yeah just the way he kind of carried himself and like him um, yeah just he was really really impressive all the way through and I think in terms of like best actor of the series I do think it was probably Peter Dinklage um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like there there isn't a bad scene I could think that he's done. I mean, not to say the others had bad scenes, but he's just a particular standout. I think is the way to to kind of put it. Um, yeah, just the way he kind of carried himself and everything. I I thought was brilliant. Um, but yeah, Arya just she's the kind of um, well, there's lots of badass females and there's lots of badass males in the series, but her journey specifically through doing that and her training and everything. Um, was really really cool to see um, and I, I really kind of en- enjoyed that journey and it didn't end you know with her death or anything she can c- still carry those lessons and go over to the west of Westeros and do whatever she's going to be doing um, but yeah seeing seeing that come um, full circle as well with you know her fighting at um, at Winterfell and her taking out the Night King really kind of uh, pushed that forward for me of her being uh, my favorite character so um, yeah I like Arya a lot so yeah. Uh, there's a couple of bits and pieces we got left, other than emails. Um, let's try and put these in the right order. I've got: uh, Is it better than Breaking Bad? And then prequel coverage plans, and will the prequels be as big? Uh, let's go with the with the prequels. Will the prequels be as big? Um, I I think it will still be quite big, given that it's still yeah. yeah. It isn't Game of Thrones, but it's still tied to the franchise and the universe because it's still a prequel. Uh, it just depends on people's interest and those people that were dampened by Game of Thrones and either didn't like it or hated it. Um, I do kind of think that the people that hated the series and almost like wanted to quit in the final episode, they don't seem like they'll watch the prequels. But I think people that like slightly disliked it or whatever uh, will probably check those out. I mean, I, I, I yeah. obviously I'm going to, me and David obviously are going to check them out. Um, I still think they'll be quite big though, just because... It's still Game of Thrones stuff, so yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I think it would be difficult for them to have uh, something which is quite as big as as big as a hit mm-hmm. as this was. Um, you know, I, it's, I, but, I mean, it's like it's like with Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I mean, you know, Breaking Bad is still one of the best pieces of TV ever made, mm-hmm. and you know, Better Call Saul is a great show. I, you know, it's not quite up on that sort of level, and yeah. I don't and think it's not it kind of supposed tries to be. To be. So, no, yeah. no, and I don't think it tries to be, and I, I think it's going to be a bit like that with the sequel. So, no, I don't think it's going to be quite as big, but I think it will still be a fabulous show. I hope, you know. So, yeah. uh, so I'll, I'll leave the Breaking Bad question till last. Uh, prequel coverage plans. We do come back to cover them. I don't know what to do in terms of. I mean, it'll be in two years' time, so we have plenty of time to figure it out because we've got Westworld and everything else before that. Uh, Westworld season three looks pretty good, by the way, uh, with uh, Aaron Paul coming back. Um, yes. Or Aaron Paul, well, returning Joining. kind of to yes. TV, whatever. 
Uh, he's been in uh, BoJack Horseman, but that's in animated form. Uh, he, yeah, he had a he had a show which went out on Amazon over here as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, didn't he so, have that, the Path on Hulu as well? Yes, the so. Path. That's that's what I mean. It was on Path was on, he's on Amazon over here, but it was yeah that Hulu show. So he's been in that, but not that many people saw that. Right. So didn't that get <laughs> cancelled as well? I think it. Uh, yes, it ended or it did. something. So I think it did. Yes, and I'm, I'm sure Westworld will make it past three seasons. So uh, unless it, unless. Think it, so. just, awful for some reason uh yeah. yeah yeah it would have to do something incredibly wrong not to make it past three seasons yeah uh but yeah people coverage plans we plan to do them um hopefully it's like april uh 2021 and it, it i want to kind of be on the schedule where it's walking dead one and second half and then after that's finished each season depending on how much longer the walking dead goes on for uh <laughs> yeah. well pro- probably still uh, at least a few years we would imagine uh, that comes in, and then, you know, we did uh, Game of Thrones, obviously, straight after, and then hopefully the same thing happens with Westworld. That comes in April when uh, Walking Dead finishes its 10th season, and then when season 11 comes around, <laughs> uh, and then probably the long night will be the next April. Hopefully they continue to sort of do it like that, plus it will help us out, like, scheduling-wise. So, um, yeah. Because as nice it is, as it is, like... Okay, when a new show comes out and it's like you're not got a date and you're interested, it still has to. We we still have to have room for it and it still has to kind of make sense in the schedule. But uh, that's a that's a different thing. In terms of the feed, I, I I don't know. Do you think we should do a new feed or continue it with this one and just kind of change the the logo or something or? Uh, what well, if we if we do the the prequels? Uh, yeah. I I I stick to this feed because it's not like we're going to use this feed for anything else now. So right. uh, yeah. So I I think I think maybe we we stick with this one because it's still going to be based in well presumably based in Westeros. So right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll make a decision in the the future. Yes. Uh, now, yes. Assuming assuming the prequel goes, of course, which we don't know it will. So yeah. has it actually been ordered to to series yet? No, no, no. They're shooting. Okay. They're shooting at the moment, so we don't know. Okay. It'd be yeah. strange if it didn't. though. it's almost like the, yeah. It's I mean, almost like have... on the Batwoman level of. Okay, well, this is it, probably gonna happen. It's, so. it's pr- it is. Uh, the difficulty. I mean, the advantage something like Batwoman had is we we saw it on screen. They kind of ran it as a right. backdoor pilot, yeah. whereas. With this, they are going to want to make sure it's not damaging the Game of Thrones brand any more than, you know, maybe that last season did for them. So uh, they're going to want to make sure that it's all right. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Uh, cool. So that's that. Uh, we do have some emails we'll get to in a minute. But the big question I have often said on multiple different podcasts that Breaking Bad, I consider it to be the best thing I've seen. Uh, I still stick with that. I still stick with, yeah. you know, Game of Thrones is finished now. I can come to a definitive kind of opinion. Uh, and I still think that Breaking Bad is uh, the best show that I've seen. I do. I would actually say that Game of Thrones is the second best show. So that's that's the in terms of the rest of the rankings, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Um, but that's that's the that's what I've kind of settled on. Uh, how about it's, you? It's sort of difficult comparing like shows like that because they are so dramatically different. But um, in terms of cohesive story and stuff. Uh, and if you would, if you were comparing finales, certainly, I mean, Breaking Bad is way ahead of everything. That's the high bar for a series finale. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think I, I would probably agree with you. Breaking Bad's still one of the best, the the best TV show ever made. Um, mm-hmm. And I, yeah, so 
Game of Thrones, yes, Game of Thrones certainly is up there. A very close um, second for me, I, I, I would say. Yeah, so, he's, he's certainly up there, definitely. Yeah, One of the things that kind of does separate them, and not to say Game of Thrones, I mean, I just called it the second best show of all time, or whatever. Um, I still just think Breaking Bad's got that level of consistency where I yes. don't remember any particular slow episodes. Granted, there was, I can't remember how many episodes, but like, so there might have been some slow ones in season three or season four or some of the odd seasons or whatever, but I just don't remember. And I've seen Breaking Bad twice, just just for kind of the record or whatever. Uh, and I just don't, even the second time through, even though I knew it was going to happen and all that kind of stuff, um, I still just found the level of consistency to be better than, well, better than any other, any other show that I've seen. And it's not just like it was consistently good, it was you know, everything else surrounding the series, which I thought was phenomenal. So... Uh, that's just kind of where where I've where I've settled on things. So, um, I've put what's David's best TV show comparison. So, is there any other shows that you've sometimes considered like the, the best that you've seen uh, outside of uh, Breaking Bad? Well, in terms of best TV shows, if if you're asking me personally, what my my sort of top five shows are, I'm not sure I could come up with five off the top of my head. Right. Uh, the the only other thing that comes to mind, which I I'm trying to think of things that if I'm feeling down or if I just want to kind of sit and, and watch something, things that I would happily sit and watch an entire season of um, Firefly, I think is, is up there for yeah. me. I adore that show and I, it's, I still think it's criminal that it, it got canceled um, and it's, it's such an easy and fun watch. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, on the other, on the other end of the scale, you've got things like the good place, which is just, brilliant right. you know but it's a comedy you know it's a half hour comedy and it's a very different beast to mm-hmm. you know things like breaking bad and game of thrones so yeah um i mean obviously as you know as i put in the uh recent good place podcast how i help with my mental health that's uh, a very very good show to, yeah, to yeah. watch in terms of that plus it's a great show anyway <clears throat> whether or not it helps you with mental health is is a different uh thing but um in terms of it being obviously a great tv show we we both agree on that um yeah, but that's kind of the. I mean, in terms of other favorite shows, obviously there's Twenty Four, there's The Big Bang Theory, there's there's a whole bunch that we could probably both mention that the things that we like. So, mm. um, yeah, that's where we sort of settled on that, and that's the end of the the notes. I thought I'd leave the Breaking Bad comparison to last because that's kind of the the bigger thing. Yeah, um, I still would go with Game of Thrones is the biggest show on TV. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair because so. I mean, I it internationally certainly i mean game of thrones has been a huge huge hit all over the place and breaking bad struggled a lot in this country you know um there are there are still a lot of people that haven't actually seen it and had it not popped up on netflix and been eventually rescued by netflix over here you know it, it could have been one of those things that would be one of the best things on tv that nobody ever saw mm. i mean you know it's like the you know you've got things like the wire which jumped around all over the place i think the bbc had it for a bit and then you know when the sky hbo deal came in then it ended up on there and that's a phenomenal tv show the, but again the yeah. full season is a, the full season gets a bit wacky but you know the it's it's a good show hmm. wacky um, wacky and the wire isn't two things i i put together yes it, it, it goes yes uh you'll have to watch it and you might see why i think <laughs> okay. that all right uh cool so that's all of our notes and stuff that we got that's all the things i could think to write down and all the news that i saw and everything um yeah so let's move on to feedback and emails for the last time for game of thrones 
uh you can send yours i mean for uh, we're still going to be doing other podcasts and other shows so you can still definitely write in for everything else that we're doing uh matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter etalk uk contact page and information in your show notes jason so I'm a little disappointed with HBO not wanting to do any sequel spin-offs. I would have liked uh, at least one. I'm sure you will both bring this up, but uh, what would you have wanted from any kind of sequel? I think universally everybody would kind of say the Aria show. Just because, yeah. that, just because that's the one thing of like, okay, she's going off somewhere, but like what, what's over there? And Aria's yeah. an interesting character, and what does that mean? Um, I... I think that, you know, it, it would work as well. You know, you've got this interesting character who has the ability to change faces. Yeah. Um, it's it's not going to necessarily need any of the rest of the cast, although you could potentially throw in, you know, if you do either flashbacks or you do, you know, yeah, you could have one of the characters come out and join her at some point or you know so you could throw in the odd character here and there but it doesn't need any of the original cast um it, i mean arguably the fact that she can change faces if macy didn't want to do it you could have her wear an entirely different face for the <laughs> for the entire show and stick somebody else in there if you wanted to uh although i think that would be a bit of a tougher sell um yeah but yeah, I mean, that is the thing, the, the one thing out of where everybody ended up, that's the one show that makes the perfect sense for a sequel um, because it can be detached from everything else and you can create this whole new world. Um, so, I, you know, if you were going to do it, I think that's the way to go. The problem with any other sort of sequel is you've you've either got to set it way, way in the future and that causes potentially problems because you've you've then added a point that anybody like if if george is kind of writing towards something you've then got a point that you've got to get to you know um because there's now there would then be another established point in history so Mm -hmm. that that's a little more tricky uh whereas the aria thing it could kind of go off and you know the aria adventures show would be it could be its own thing and I think that's the thing that everybody would like to see if you were going to do a sequel. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with prequels. You know, there's enough stuff in the history that you can oh, yeah. make interesting that. Yeah. Haley says, who do you think had the best and worst character arc? To me, uh, the worst was Miss Sandy. Uh, she had very little to do other than, say, uh, Dracarys die and have a romantic relationship with <laughs> Grey Worm. Uh, the best to me uh, is Aurora's for clear reasons, she says. Um, I, I don't know about worst arc... I mean, I do, on retrospect, I do kind of think they messed up Jamie's character slightly. Like, yeah, yeah. But I, I would still go with, like, he had mixed motivations and feelings towards what he was kind of doing. And I do think, <clears throat> as he's walking through uh, King's Landing and all that kind of stuff, he's maybe thinking, like, okay, I'm going to do this when I get to Cersei, but am I actually going to do that or, or whatever? And then yeah. he's Euron, and that maybe changes his mind or something. Um, we... We still don't know necessarily what he went there to specifically do and maybe yeah, change his I, mind I, or, or, or I thought or that, like... that was sort of interesting was how vague they kind of kept that, mm. you know, because um, I mean, it was it was entirely possible had you played that out and had somehow Cersei been managing to win that. It's entirely possible that she would turn into a mad queen and Jamie would have ended up killing her. Um, you know, for the sake of of the realm, 
that might have been the only thing that he could do. So, but you know, he was the person he loved and it was the person he, so it, it sort of worked the way they did it actually, you know, cause I, I, I remember saying the episode before that, when he, he disappeared off and I'd sort of said, Oh, it'd be disappointing if he's going there purely to save her. And, and I like the fact that they kept that kind of vague, you know, although it clearly, he clearly was there to, savor he wasn't there to join her as such um and had that battle been going a different way you can sort of see him maybe not joining her and maybe kind of his conscience kicking back in and him deciding you know had brianne maybe gone down with them and him and having to make a direct choice between cersei and brianne maybe that would have kicked him into you know doing something about taking out Cersei. So I, I, there are other ways you could have played that out, but I, I think the fact that they kept it fairly de- deliberately vague, I, I think that played out reasonably well. Um, in terms of best character arcs though, Theon for me, okay. Theon, Theon I thought had, had one of the best arcs in the entire show, you know, from, from going off and being kind of this, the, the Wood of the Starks, uh then sort of turning traitor and trying to become uh you know go back to his old family and um then not really fitting in as a greyjoy and then getting turned into reek and then sort of his redemption from that and then the final scene of defending bran i just an amazing arc i think they gave him and uh Alfie Allen did a phenomenal job with that role, and I don't think he gets in quite enough credit for that for that part either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, really, really, really solid. I, I, I think Theon's probably my favourite arc in the entire show. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who I pick for worst arc, but that's yeah, yeah. I don't have anybody on mine for worst arc. There isn't somebody I could think of that like had just a, a bad arc as a character necessarily. Um, but in terms of best arc, I would go for Arya just because of her journey and and everything she kind of went through and uh, her list and everything and yeah. her killing the Night King. All, all that stuff was really really interesting to me. So I'd mm-hmm. go with Arya. Uh, Jessica says, uh, "What word do you think you have said most on podcasts?" I have. Well, I, I know what mine is. What do you What do you think that mine is? Uh... I don't know. Well, on on game on the Game of Thrones podcast on, or podcast in general, all, all of them. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you think yours is like? I say that. Yes, all the you time. do say you do. Yeah. Yes, that is true. And yes. I, and even if even if I sat here on the podcast and told you I'm going to cut down on saying that, which is no reason for me to do so, that won't happen. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it, if it's annoying to any of you guys, you could obviously write in and, and tell me, and I'll see what I can do. But I've never had anyone particularly complain about that, but uh, in terms of word that I use the most, it's probably that. Um, it's just a word that sort of comes to mind. It's almost like a I, I don't know how I would kind of describe how I use it, but it's 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 your brain. It's your it, it's your brain trying to catch up with your mouth. I think that it's what it's mm. a stop word. Yeah. Um. It's it's like I will I will sometimes use so so <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I guess that's probably yes. one you use the most. So. Um, yes. Maybe, yeah. I, I thought it was a fun question to, to kind of put in there. Uh, I'll also, because we're doing the Gaming Talk podcast today, I'll also ask uh, Robert what he thinks it is. Uh, yeah. what, he, what his one is. Um, you've not podcast. You've podcasted with him twice, three times? Yeah, two or three times, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. 
Uh, in terms of the wordies, I mean, we'll, we'll debate it later on the on Gamey Talk, so uh, we'll leave that for that one. Uh, but yeah, kind of a fun question. And then the final email and the final thing for our Game of Thrones coverage. Uh, Michael says, what do you think of the rumours that Dan and David will offer 20 episodes for both season 7 and uh, season 8? But only wanted 13, leaving out 7 episodes for the final 2 seasons. Matt uh, has said he uh, likes short and sweet TV shows, because I kind of said that last week, or probably before. Yeah. Uh, But what does uh, David think regarding pace and things like that? Um, I've said before, I I do think that was possibly a mistake, and... Mm. uh, yeah, the the rumor was that they were offered twenty episodes and they took less, and uh, presumably because they wanted to go off and do Star Wars. Well, you don't know whether that's true. When or is not, that first film supposed to be out for theirs? Twenty twenty two. Okay, so that's yeah, they got a few. But a few it's a years. Star Wars film. Yeah, but it's a Star Wars film. It's going to take a long time to put together. Mm. And I mean, you did see the amount of work that was going into to Game of Thrones. I, it's difficult because I sort of think that they might have been better off just handing, you know, maybe staying on as exec producers and handing the day-to-day running off to somebody else and maybe doing it that way. Or maybe they felt they couldn't do that and they wanted to, to take in, you know, to be in full control of it. I, but I think it might have made more sense to do 20 episodes rather than, you know, squashing it like they did. Um, I, yeah, because I, I, I said my biggest problem with this last season has been them rushing Danny's arc. And you needed to see a bit more of Danny's descent into madness before that shift. Uh, you could, and, and there is a slight issue with the pacing in that season in that you could have moved things around slightly, such as uh, one suggestion I saw was having Grey Worm killed in that you know maybe you you had uh during that final battle danny's kind of obviously trying to hold it together and not go completely nuts and just kind of you know the bells are ringing she sat there she's fine and maybe while she's sat up there on the dragon she sees somebody take out gray worm and she snaps it needed that was always the thing i i think you could have got away with it um but it was it was her snapping out of nowhere and if you look back over the episodes, it wasn't out of nowhere. You know that she lost the dragon. She lost Melisandre. Uh, Mel- yeah, what's the name? Melisandre. Melisandre. Yes, lost the dragon. Lost Melisandre. Um, lost Jorah. You know there were losses up until that point, but I think it needed something to happen in that episode at that moment for her to suddenly flip the way she did, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's always been a problem. So maybe it isn't an episode length. Maybe it was a slight miscalculation with the writing in that uh and i can see how that kind of came about because they were writing it as one big long story and then sort of chopping it up into bits and i just think that that was my main issue with this last season uh it would have been nice to have seen a bit more of it so i I don't know maybe they could have got away with it had they restructured things slightly um but in terms of everything else, uh, you know, it, it, it still worked. And I I was happy where everybody ended up, as I said before. I, I actually, you know, I think Bran on the throne, he's, he makes sense. John in the north makes sense. Uh, Danny clearly had to die by that point. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, no, there, there was a, I, I think where everybody ended up made sense. But yeah. 
I mean, I, I kind of agree to to a certain degree where, um, you know, the se- the two seasons could have been longer. It's still just not something that bothers me as much because I'm still happy with what we got. And yeah, um, like yeah, it could have been paced out better, but again, just being honest and stuff, it's still just not something that bothers me as much as yeah, I other I, I, I know so, a lot. Yeah, I. As I say, I I don't know whether it's I don't know whether it is an issue with the number of episodes or just the pacing of the episodes that they had yeah. and the structure of certain events, um, which niggles me slightly. And I say I I loved quite a lot of it, but I it, it's the the Danny turn is the one thing that that still slightly bugs me, mm-hmm. um, because it it did in that particular moment seem to come out of nowhere, and that's a problem. I, I wondered what would have happened if. Um, you'd had like two hour episodes and still had six episodes and then you could have had essentially like 12 how people would have would have felt about that I mean we'll never know because that won't happen but <laughs> yeah because uh, yeah. then that gives you more screen time which takes away pay yeah issues. I mean that, so, yeah maybe maybe yep uh, I did actually almost forget one piece of feedback and this was from uh, Natalia she's written into to shows before and stuff uh, it's a good thing I remembered it before we wrapped up uh, she said, I started listening to your Game of Thrones podcast and fully agree with you. We should have seen Danny's face while she was destroying the city. It's the uh, main flaw of the episode. She's talking about episode five, obviously. Yes, when she, yeah, uh, there was. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there are there are shots. That is one of the other things that just slightly annoy me about that episode is because you almost see this dragon flying around in the background and Cersei kind of looking out the window and you see this dragon kind of flying across and... and in my head, there is almost a sound effect of like, you know, Danny and Drogon on the back of the dragon going kind of, wee, you know, as they don't burn things and like, hey, this is fun and spinning around. You know, you, it doesn't, it disconnects you so much from her mood at that point. And it, it just seems like wanted destruction. Um, and it, you kind of feel like you know she's enjoying it and and you know she could have been kind of just flying around going this is fun burn that you know so yeah i i entirely agree with it you i would love to see a video of somebody kind of doing yeah the um the bad lip reading people yeah Uh, i'd I'd love to see a bad lip reading video of them sort of doing that putting voiceovers at a distance of like you know the dragon flying around because i think that would be quite funny uh, yeah, but like the her point agreeing me with me on uh, like if you'd have put a, a camera on like the dra- the dragon's back and you'd have seen Danny's face as she's like doing yeah, this yeah. thing and like what emotions is she pulling off would, and it would have made quite a lot of, yeah. quite a big difference I think yeah because yeah. the last time you see her face is before she goes to fly off and then you you pause briefly and kind of see her but that's when she kind of pauses for a moment and then obviously you see yeah. her after but not during so. Yeah, yeah, for for large large percentage of that, it's all done from a distance, and it it, mm. it just detaches you too much from it. Yep. Uh, but yes, that's the final piece of feedback. That's the final bit of discussion for Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Uh, any, I'll ask you this actually after I do the the outro, so I'll do that now. Uh, you can find all the content that we've got on entertainmenttool.org. Like I said, don't go anywhere because we well so subscribe to I'd say subscribe to the main feed. If you're subscribed to just the Game of Thrones feed, maybe uh, subscribe to the main feed, the main Entertainment Talk one. Uh, you can find that by either searching for Entertainment Talk on podcast services. Uh, going over to the website, you can uh, click on the podcast drop-down menu, click on iTunes feeds, and all of them are listed in there. So just find the find the ones that you'll need, or if you just want one, just click on the uh, Entertainment Talk main feed, and all of the episodes will be put in there for you. Uh, Because yes, we don't just do Game of Thrones, we do plenty of other things. 
and uh, we've got other stuff coming out as well uh also forgot to mention that we are doing uh, our catch-up podcast for iZombie which is in its final season uh, so we'll have some thoughts on that later um we'll, we'll be doing that so stay tuned for that as well Another final season for us to do. Uh, you can find David on geektown.co.uk for to see uh, when those shows uh, come back and air dates and casting information and to keep up with the news of uh, Westworld and The Long Night and every other TV show that uh, that comes out as well. Uh, and we've got a uh, uh, Comic-Con soon, haven't we? Uh, the uh, New York Comic-Con, I think. Is, is that, yeah, actually, July, isn't it? July, July. Yeah. New York is, uh, yes, it's it's middle of July, I think. Cool. Uh, San, be, San Diego. And yeah. there'll be lots of trailers coming out then. So, so stay tuned yes. to Geek Town for all that. And Geek Town Radio on iTunes, Spotify and podcast services and all that sort of thing. Uh, if you want to support Entertainment Talk and the podcast, you can find us on Patreon. You can also use our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, we'll get a small cut of what you spend. It won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the feed. Uh, and do stay subscribed to... If you only follow us for Game of Thrones or whatever, uh, do still stay uh, subscribed to the feed because I'll put I'll put some kind of update or something in there for, for the long night uh, or whenever those things happen. Just just say, stay uh, subscribed to the feed uh, just in case something else happens. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're wrapping up, but just in case of other news for, for other things as well. Uh yes, what else is there? Uh yeah, Amazon fit link. Uh, we'll get a small cut. It won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds. Please rate, review, subscribe to those. Word of mouth. Please continue to tell your friends, family, people that you know about the web- website and the iTunes feeds. That will help us out as well. Share them on Facebook. Retweet them on Twitter. All that sort of thing. Uh, video games. If you want to watch me, Robert or David play different video games. Me and David have got uh, t- uh channels on Twitch. Robert's got one on Mixer. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, final bit of. Uh, thing I want to talk about. Uh, do you have any final words for Game of Thrones? Any final last words for the show? Dracarys? <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say uh, thank you HBO for making the biggest show of all time and for entertaining us for, for eight seasons and for giving us a great show and um, everything like that. So thank you for entertaining us. That's it. Thank you all for listening and we will see you on the next podcast. Goodbye. Bye.